plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. And coming to you live on the Voice America Network, this is the Empowerment Channel, and I am Cynthia Bryan, so I'm very happy that you have joined me. Well, I don't know if it's really a party today, because kind of hashing out things that we've talked about in the past, and it's getting kind of, it's probably getting boring, but we are going to today be talking about voting, but not the midterms. I'm going to talk about the history of voting because as an American citizen, each individual age 18 and above has that privilege to vote. And it is a privilege because not every country has it. So that's coming up in segment one. Segment two, you know, there's still COVID out there. And that's another thing everybody is just so tired of talking about or, and even thinking about. But there are new symptoms, so we'll just go over what the symptoms are. And also, you know, it's flu season, so you may not know whether you have COVID or the flu. So we'll just talk about that. And then finally, we'll de-stress a bit because we will get ready for the holidays. Well, maybe you're stressing already, thinking, it's November. Happy November. And it is, um, maybe you're not organized yet, but. We'll, we will de-stress a bit by learning how to organize everything before winter and ma- take it inch by inch so that it is simple. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Community. And Star Style Community is the new NFT community that benefits Be The Star You Are. So please go to starstylecommunity.com, buy an NFT, and you will be um, eligible, not even eligible, you become a member of the Star Style community, and there are all kinds of experiences coming up, and the first one is happening this coming Sunday, November 6th, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, via Zoom, but it is for members only. So you'll be getting an email if you have bought an NFT. And I've bought a few, and I love them. They are beautiful. And this week, the Zoom is with Jensen Russell, who is the illustrator, and she's going to be showing her art and how she does it and how she matches it to the words in the book, No Barnyard Bully, and how she does it for other things. So the Miracle Moment is from Buddha. With our thoughts, we make the world. And with that, I want to say that I hope that everyone who's listening will make your thoughts positive because our world seems to be just falling apart. And I know as a history major uh, and reading through history, 
every every single generation and every time period always has something that is horrible, whether it's wars or famine or um, personal tragedies, you know, or lots of different, you know, earthquakes and all kinds of things. But we definitely are going through a lot of things right now. And that is very disturbing to many people. So let's make our thoughts positive. Take a deep breath in and a breath out. And let's look at the brighter side of life. And with that being said, I also just want to say, um, now that we're going to be talking about how who can vote in elections, the midterms are only six days away. And I have never in my lifetime experienced such a contentious time period that started way back in 2016 uh, with Hillary and Trump and um, has just has, has continued. And I've never known a midterm to be so nasty. And for all of those people out there who are you know, um, sending conspiracy theories and nasty memes and stuff about the husband of Nancy Pelosi who was attacked. You know, shame on you. That's really horrible. Whether you like her or her politics or not, or whether you are a, a Republican, Democrat, independent, green, purple, libertarian, doesn't matter, whatever we are, we just have to be inclusive, we have to be kind, we have to see the other person's point of view, and use your discretion at the voting, you know, at the at, on the ballot, don't use it on social media with things that aren't true, and which are so, so horrific, so for those of you who have contemplated or participated in these nasty things, I really hope that you'll reconsider and and make amends because, um, you know, there is karma, and I believe in that. What goes around comes around. So now we're going to have a little history lesson about voting so we can just get away from the nastiness of what's going on now. So who can vote in the United States? You can vote in the United States federal, state, and local elections if you are a U.S. citizen. Now, some areas actually allow non-citizens to vote in local elections only. If you meet your state's residency requirements, you can be homeless and you can still meet these requirements. You have to be 18 years old on or before election day. Some areas do allow 16-year-olds to vote in local elections only. And in almost every state, you can register to vote before you turn 18, as long as you will be 18 by election day. So um, if you, you know, again, we have six days. So I think that maybe you could go to your voter registration, your state's voter registration, if you haven't registered to vote. North Dakota is one of the states that does not require a voter registration. Now, who cannot vote? Non-citizens, including permanent legal residents, cannot vote in federal, state, and most uh, local elections. Some people following federally, uh, felony convictions or who are currently serving time for any other type of crime, they cannot vote. Now, rules are different in each state. So you uh, can go to the Department of Justice. They have a guide, and that'll help you understand the laws in your state. 
Um, some people who are mentally incapacitated are not allowed to vote. And again, rules vary by state. So check those, check out your states. Now for the president in the general election, U.S. citizens residing in U.S. territories cannot vote. Now, voting is our civic duty. It is a pretty common sentiment, especially November when Election Day approach. But, you know, what does it really mean? And what does it mean for Americans in particular? So a little bit of history. Now, today, most American citizens over the age of 18 are entitled to vote in federal and state elections. Um, as I said, just uh, who can and can't vote. But voting was not always a default right for all Americans. In fact, the United States Constitution, as originally written, did not define specifically who could and could not vote. But it did establish how the new country would vote. So Article One of the Constitution determined that members of the Senate and House of Representatives would both be elected directly by popular vote. Now, the president, however, would be elected not by direct vote, but by the Electoral College. The Electoral College assigns a number of representative votes per state, and it's typically based on the state's population. And this was an indirect election method. It was seen to kind of balance between the popular vote and using state representatives in Congress to elect a president. But because the Constitution didn't specifically say who could vote, the question was largely left to the states way into the 1800s. And in most cases, the people who vote, you probably know. It was land-owning white men. That's who were eligible to vote. White women, black people, and other disadvantaged groups of the time they were excluded from voting, and that was known as disenfranchisement. Now, while no longer explicitly excluded, voter suppression is a real problem in many parts of the country. I mean, some politicians try to win re-election by redistricting or making it harder for certain populations and demographics to vote. Um, some politicians may use strategies such as reducing polling locations in predominantly African-American or Latinx uh, neighborhoods or having only polling stations open during business hours when many disenfranchised populations are working and they cannot take time off. It was not until the 15th Amendment was passed in 1869 that black men were allowed to vote. But even so, many of those would-be black men voters, they faced so many hurdles. There were poll taxes and literary tests, uh, literacy tests and uh, other measures that were meant to discourage them from exercising their voting right. And this continued all the way up through the 24th Amendment, which um, was made into law in 1964. And in, in 1964, the poll tax was eliminated. And then in 1965, the Voting Rights Act was eliminated. And that essentially ended those Jim Crow laws. Now, 
it's hard for me to even imagine, and I give them so much credit, but women were not allowed to vote until 1920 after all those long efforts of the women's suffrage movement, which resulted in the 19th Amendment. And there's a a wonderful uh, play that's out. It only has like four people in it, and it's about the 19th Amendment. And it's just, it's fascinating. I saw it a couple of years ago at the Berkeley Rep and was really, um, I was I was moved by it because there's so much that we don't know about our history and the people who have fought to give us the rights that we do have. Now, with these amendments removing the, per, the, the previous barriers to voting, which were particularly by sex and by race, theoretically, all American citizens over the age of 21 could vote by the mid-1960s. However, and I thought this was really important, it wasn't until 1971 that the American voting age was lowered to 18. And the real reason for that was really the Vietnam War, because it was building on that idea, if a person was old enough to serve their country and die for their country, they should be allowed to vote. And there used to be like a a saying, like, you know, you can carry a gun, but you can't vote. I mean, it was really, there's been a lot of songs written about it. And uh, so being to 18, that just makes sense. I mean, why would you want to go off to war when you can't even vote for the politicians who are sending you there? So with these constitutional amendments and legislation like that Voting Rights Act of 1965, the struggle for widespread voting rights evolved from what the founding fathers era was all the way to this, you know, later part of the 20th century. Now, I know people always ask, why does your vote matter? Well, if you ever think that just one vote in a sea of millions cannot make much of a distance or a difference in the outcome, Just consider some of the closest elections in U.S. history. One that many of us remember was in 2000, when Al Gore narrowly lost the Electoral College vote to George W. Bush. The election came down to a recount in Florida, where Bush had won the popular vote by a very small margin, and it triggered an automatic recount, and there was actually a Supreme Court case, Bush versus Gore, And you might might remember there were those voting tab, there was an issue. But in the end, Bush won Florida by 0.009% of the votes cast, or if you want to put it in numbers, 537 votes. So had 600 more pro-Gore voters gone to the polls in Florida that November, they may have been an entirely different president from 2000 to 2008. And the one positive thing was there was the peaceful transfer of power. And, you know, Gore did, even though it was probably very painful, he acknowledged that Bush was the rightful president. Now, more recently, Donald Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016 by securing a close electoral college win. 
Although the election didn't come down to a handful of votes in any one state, Trump's vote in the Electoral College decided a very tight race because Clinton had actually won the national popular vote by over three million votes. But the concentration of Trump voters in key districts, which are swing states like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Michigan, it sealed the deal for him and it gave him enough electrical, electoral it's, they do seem electrical sometimes, <laughs> electoral votes to win the presidency. So in kind of summation, your vote may not directly elect the president, but if your vote joins enough others in your voting district or your county, your vote undoubtedly matters when it comes to electoral results. Most states have a winner-take-all system where the popular vote winner gets the state's electoral votes. And there are also local and state elections to consider. And while presidential or other national elections usually get all of the voter turnout or the significant amount of it, local elections are typically decided by a much smaller group of voters. A Portland State University study found that fewer than 15% of eligible voters were turning out to vote for mayors, council members, and other local offices. And low turnout just means that important local issues are determined by a limited group of voters who are actually determined to get their people in. And that really does make a single vote, your vote, more statistically meaningful. So you you want to think about that. So you've got to make your voice heard. If you're not yet 18 or you're not a U.S. citizen, you can still participate in the election process. You may not be able to walk into a voting booth, but there are things you can do to get involved. And I know our teens who are not 18, they are very involved. You can listen to uh, their radio show on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Just check it out on Voice America Empowerment Channel and where they talk about it. Uh, many of them have volunteered for candidates that they believe in. So just be informed. Read up on political issues, both local and national, and figure out where you stand. And really, really attempt not to do it through social media. And, you know, I know the media, the news sources these days are really, really tough to decipher, too, because they seem to be on one side or the other um, and then promoting their people. I personally like uh, PBS and uh, NPR. I think that they're very balanced or as balanced as you can probably get these days. Um, they put, you know, all sides of, of uh, the policies and programs on the program and the people to talk about them so you can make up your own decision. I've never heard, of, heard them once say something that was pro this or pro that. Get out and talk to people. And even if you can't vote, you can still voice opinions on social media or in your school or local newspaper or other public forums. And you never know who might be listening. And you can volunteer. As I said, several of our volunteers have volunteered for particular candidates. You can work on their campaign by participating in phone banks, door-to-door outreach, writing postcards, uh, volunteering at campaign headquarters. And, you know, if you have... Um, any inkling that you'd want to be a politician, and I don't know why anybody would, it seems like the worst job in the world, um, it's a good way to get your foot in the door. So participating in elections is one of the key freedoms of American life, and there are so many people around the world who do not have this freedom, and nor did many Americans in centuries past, including women and people of color. 
So no matter what you believe or whom you support, it is important to exercise your rights. So next Tuesday, if you have not already voted, please go and vote. Your vote matters. It counts because you count and you're important. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back, we'll talk about another subject that has been way overdone, but we have to bring it up again, and it's the symptoms of the new variants of COVID. (laughs) This is live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. I will be back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Okay, well, we are back, and you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, if you're just joining us, and I thank you for that. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and this is brought to the airways under Be the Star You Are. You can visit Be the Star You Are charity at bethestarur.org. I do want to announce again, um, before I start on the segment, that uh, I am going to be participating in the Star Style Community Zoom with Jensen Russell, the illustrator, 
And this is going to be the first of the experiences that are happening. There'll be a gratitude one coming up in a a couple of weeks. Uh, There'll be a wine experience. There's all kinds of stuff happening. But this first one's to find out really what members want. Um, I I still am working, trying to figure out this whole NFT thing. But I did buy a couple, and they're beautiful. And the reason I am so excited about them is I, if NFTs actually do go up in value, this art is really, really special. So I think that even if it doesn't, I'm, I'm glad to have something. So you can visit starstylecommunity.com if you are interested in joining the community or if you just really want to hang out with me and a lot of my um, buddies who will be joining, um, just please, you know, you, you just have to buy one NFT and you get access to everything. So it's a pretty cool thing. Oh, and money benefits be the star you are charity. So you're, you know, it's kind of a win-win all the way around, um, even if you don't understand NFTs. But you will have a, a really pretty piece of art, and you can tell all your friends that you are so cool because now you are hip, you're in the metaverse. That's what I tell my friends. And then my friends say, well, what's the metaverse? <laughs> anyway, all right. I know this is going to be another kind of boring subject, but maybe not because um, unfortunately, COVID is still around and it is actually escalating now that the weather is cooling down. People are going inside. People have um, taken off their masks. You know, all the governments have have um, just relaxed uh, any regulations. So it's just you know, like kind of what people want to do. But unfortunately, people are getting COVID. So many of my friends are have COVID <laughs> and they were really careful before, but now they weren't. I have a couple of friends that had to go to a conference in Las Vegas. I was like, don't go to Las Vegas. That's COVID city. And um, they were like, ah, we'll be fine. Well, they got COVID and they really, really sick. So since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, patients have been reporting all different kinds of symptoms. And it was ranging from cold and flu-like symptoms to really unique ones that were like COVID tongue. But like all the viruses, the primary systems associated with COVID, they have evolved and they're changing. And they're actually, symptoms are based more on your vaccination status. And that is um, according to a new list that was just released this past week. It's called the Zoe Health Study. And it's a joint effort by researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, King's College London, and the Stanford University of Medicine, and then this health app, that's Z-O-E, Zoe, and it shared this updated list of the top COVID systems that are being reported by participants. Now, researchers have found that for participants in all three groups, and they are, they've divided the groups into fully vaccinated, which would be fully vaccinated. Um, and maybe I, they didn't say whether you're, they're boosted. It just said fully vaccinated. So I don't know if that means with a booster. Partially vaccinated, that would mean that they had one of the vaccines or then unvaccinated. And they're different for each one. And they're, the interesting thing is Fully vaccinated, those who received just one dose, and then the unvaccinated, 
four of the five most commonly reported symptoms are actually the same, four. And those are sore throat, runny nose, persistent cough, and headache. Now, their prevalence is across all the groups. However, there is a fifth symptom. And this is a blocked nose. It is the third most frequently reported symptom among the partially vaccinated, also sneezing, and un, uh, among the unvaccinating, it's a high fever. So here are the symptoms that are most commonly reported in the, mo- in the three groups, and they're ranked in order of how often they are repeated and reported. So uh, the fully vaccinated. So I'm assuming that that doesn't mean boosted. It might, but I'm not, I don't know. Um, so fully vaccinated is a sore throat, a runny nose, a blocked nose, um, and a slight headache, but they're a very uh, mild illness. In the partially vaccinated, severe headache, runny nose, sore throat, sneezing, and persistent cough. In the unvaccinated, severe headache, severe sore throat, runny nose, high fever, persistent cough. And among the fully vaccinated participants, symptoms are frequently reported earlier on in the pandemic where they were less prevalent, like the loss of smell, the fever, and the shortness of breath. Loss of smell and shortness of breath have also been reported less often uh, now. However, they are... um, being reported in those who are unvaccinated for who who do test positive for COVID. So those who have been vaccinated have also reported, this is the partially vaccinated, that sneezing more often uh, and having a runny nose. And those were not uh, previously thought to be a symptom of COVID, but that's kind of the new symptom. So sneezing and runny nose. So if you start sneezing and you have a runny nose, uh, it's probably not a cold. I mean, you better test yourself for COVID because the um, when w- the reason you want to test is because you want to be able to diagnose the correct virus you have because there are things you can do now to mitigate um, how you're going to feel. Now, other symptoms that are frequently reported seem to have become less prevalent, and those were the chills and the shivers. And also, things that are not even being reported now are COVID toes, COVID fingers, and those bad stomach aches that were part of earlier COVIDs. Now, currently, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, they're still listing the symptoms of fatigue, muscle and body ache, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea as um, possible COVID symptoms. And those symptoms were also listed in 2020 and 2021. So those evidently have not gone away. They're they're kind of across the board, just part of COVID. And although this this research by Zoe didn't provide details on how severe some of these symptoms were or which COVID variant they are related to, what the researchers did find is that the symptoms of Omicron which is currently the dominant variant in the world, 
could be milder than the once dominant Delta variant. Now, people that I know who got the Delta variant earlier in 2022, um, I, ha- I have people, I know several people who have long COVID and are still very sick. Some who have had it as much as six months, still not able to go back to work. Very shortness of breath. Um, sometimes it attacked their heart and definitely attacked their lungs. So <laughs> that was a bad one. Now, a sore throat is more commonly reported this time around, and it uh, the loss of smell commonly by patients with Omicron variant than those with the Delta variant. So those who have been vaccinated are reporting a shorter spell of COVID um, than those who are not vaccinated, and those who are, have been vaccinated and just got the Omicron it's a lot shorter than what it was with Delta. So earlier this year, when the BA.5 uh, Omicron subvariant became dominant, younger patients began noting really extreme fatigue. And uh, this is from the medical chief medical um, officer at Baptist Hospital in Miami. And BA.5 still remains a very prominent strain in the U.S., But the CDC uh, data shows that there are several other variants now. And um, the only one that has no longer been detected is the BA1 and the BA2. So we're definitely getting up there in numbers now. What medical experts are most concerned about right now is how similar COVID's top symptoms are to the colds and flus and a lot of other viruses that are going to start appearing now that we're coming close to winter and that, you know, it's getting colder out. So there are a lot of competing viruses out there. You know, there's influenza, there's rhinovirus, and there's many other viruses. So if you haven't um, been vaccinated and you're not opposed to it, It's a great idea to get your flu vaccine. The flu season is supposed to be pretty bad this year. In fact, I think there, I was just reading um, in the Wall Street Journal the other day, there's already been like 38,000 deaths from flu. Uh, So (laughs) uh, it's going to be a bad strain this year. And if they're not sure if it's flu or COVID, you could be diagnosed incorrectly and given the wrong medications that could help you feel better quickly. So whatever, just be, you know, be cautious. If you're going to be in large groups or you're going to weddings or funerals or concerts, you know, it's a good idea to put a a mask in your pocket. And um, if you feel confident enough to wear it, I, you know, definitely do that. I know that in our area, you know, all bans have been lifted except for county government offices and medical offices. So you cannot enter a doctor's or dentist or chiropractor or massage therapist or uh, reflexology, anybody that does any body care or any medical treatments. Everyone has to be masked. It is still mandatory. And um, government, like post office or the libraries, 
everybody has to be masked. So just obey the rules. I just always have a mask with me at all times. And I really feel more confident with a mask on. Plus, it's so wonderful just to put on a hat, a pair of glasses, a mask. I, I don't have to get dressed up. Nobody can recognize me. Um, you know, I kind of like it. And it's keeping me safe at the same time. So just be careful this uh, fall and winter and do what you can to stay safe. We'll be coming up with a business bite here on presentations. So stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are during the break. Visit StarStyleCommunity.com. Check it out and see if you want to be able to hang out with me in these new exclusive experiences. Uh, We are going to get to know everybody individually, so it should be fun. Don't go away. I'll be back in a minute. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Are your presentations strong? By entertaining a few proactive techniques, your meetings can become a valuable tool for increasing business. Hone your skills before opening your mouth. This includes not only having the most up-to-the-minute information, but delivering this information in a relaxed, confident manner. To practice, you can tape yourself, and if possible, you put it on, um, on your phone, on video, and have someone with you that has a critical eye to make comments and feedback. Use a coach or an acting professional to help you with your diction. Be enthusiastic and energetic. Love what you do and believe in what you're talking about. Be prepared to be flexible and adapt your message for different clients. Welcome questions and establish a dialogue. You want everyone to know that this was time well spent, not wasted. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passion into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. This business is show business is calling out to me. Well, we are back, and you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. So now we're going to de-stress. We're going to save some time, and we're just going to um, keep up and catch up on all those things that we haven't had time to do during spring or summer. And now that it's fall, why not do it? It could be. It could really help us for the holidays. There's a big difference between keeping up versus catching up when you are managing your life. And if you're always feeling like you are, you know, at the the bottom of the barrel or behind the eight ball, well, maybe you are because once you get behind, it's very, very hard to uh, get back in control of things. When you have too many piles of papers, it's just daunting. It is really hard. So if you have the mindset of keeping up, you probably have some good habits already. Uh, you, You might have some systems in place. But if you find yourself that you are always looking for something, you always are trying to catch up, you probably need some additional help because that's stressful. It's really stressful losing things. And you might benefit from what we call the keeping up habits. So here are some advantages. I mean, there are so many things in our lives that are important to keep up with, right? We have our personal goals, our professional goals. We have to exercise. We have family. We have friends. We have events. We have our houses, our gardens, We have to uh, do our laundry. We got to go to the grocery store. So, for example, if you exercise regularly, you're reaping the benefits of feeling energetic and probably less stressed. And your body probably feels pretty toned and you feel pretty good. But if you stop for a few weeks or even months, you start to feel tired and you get out of shape and then you're not motivated and then it's really hard to get back into the routine again, which is you have to catch up. So it's much easier if you establish a habit and you continue it than when you are always trying to, you know, (laughs) to redo something. So here are some other examples of keeping up. If you just hate paperwork, and if you are a piler instead of a filer, those piles get big really, really fast. And looking at a huge pile is so overwhelming. And it just becomes harder and harder and harder to get to the bottom of that pile um, instead of if you were managing it on a regular basis. And I am really good at filing. But I have to say, since my new book, No Barnyard Bullies, came out, Because I've had so much paperwork and so many emails and so many things that have to be done and things that have to be filled out, the piles have gotten bigger. And I will say it makes me crazy because I don't like looking at a pile of paper. I like having, you know, just a couple things on my desk and I know exactly where they are. But it's that that way with bills. If you just pile up the bills, you might forget to pay some of them. So maybe it's, um, it used to be I would wait till the first of the month and pay all the bills. Now what I do is I pay bills as they come in because I just don't want them hanging around and I don't want one to fall behind something and then I wouldn't know, you know, that I got it. 
And it's, it happens with the emails too, is that, you know, when you go paperless, you'll get an email. And then if you happen to delete that email, you probably forgot about it. So your garage might be something else. You might remember I spent a good part of the summer redoing my garage. And I tell you, I love it. And I am working very diligently to keep it like this. And every time I have an urge that, okay, I can just leave this out for a minute. I say to myself, nope, you take that time and put it away. Today I was having to fix, I had a doorknob fall off my shed and, you know, just trying to find the right screws and the right screwdrivers and the, and, you know, it was, I going to use a, a, the screwdriver, um, the cordless screwdriver, you know, what it was. Anyway, I had all these tools out. And it did take me about 15 minutes to sort through and put things away. But if the if you leave them out, then it just gets harder and harder. So, you know, if you have lived in the same place for a number of years, most likely you have closets or garage or shed that you have a big collection of stuff that you either don't need or that it's broken or maybe you do need it, but you have to get it organized. So if that's feeling daunting to you, you got to smart start small. So how do you start small? How do you keep up with everything? If you're ready to take that first step of learning a new habit and you just think to yourself, oh, but how do I start? I mean, it's such a great question. It's um, you have to go, you know, one step at a time. You know that quote? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yeah. (laughs) So challenge yourself to start biting at whatever pile or project that you have. And, you know, by the inch, it's a cinch. So that's what I always go by. By the inch, it's a cinch. So start small. And then you guys want to take small, regular steps every day a put a set aside 15 minutes 10 minutes whatever you think you can and just do it there are a lot of strategies for doing that but one of them is to plan ahead and now we're in of uh, the beginning of a new month and the holidays will be coming we've got thanksgiving around the corner and then the whole month of december right up until new year's is just one festivity after another So you want to, you know, welcome the holidays feeling like you are organized and and not stressed because it could be stressed enough. So if you don't want to be overwhelmed, then start practicing and get prepared now. You've got a few weeks to do it and just kind of look ahead on your calendar, see what dates are coming up and see how you're going to be able to to uh, do this things like step by step. So, for example, now the cold weather just started here in Northern California. We had our first rain yesterday. I was so excited. I went out and fertilized everything in the rain. I loved getting soaking wet. So, it's and it's cold. So now this is a good time to go through your cold weather clothes. You know, your hats, your gloves, your scarves, your sweaters, your coats. And if there's something that you no longer like or it's ripped or, you know, you want to donate it or give it away or sell it, whatever, this is a really great time to go through all of that. And then go through your closet and hang things up 
And if you don't have a lot of space, you know, you can get a container, those clear containers, and pack up things that you're not going to need for the winter. And then, again, it's flu season, as I was saying in the last segment. So what about going through your medicine cabinet and seeing what medications might be expired and then make a list of things you want to purchase. I, You know, when you get sick, the last thing you want to do is try to go to the um, pharmacy or to the store to go buy cough medicine or cough drops or nasal spray or uh, antihistamines or whatever. So this would be a really good time to just go through what you have, get rid of what's uh, expired or no longer value, you know, of value to you. And then uh, just buy a few things that you think you're going to need for the forthcoming season. And then you'll be getting ready for the holidays because now we want to make sure that our kitchens and our pantries and our dining areas all look really good. So, uh, you know, this is the time when the weather gets cool is when a lot of people like to start kind of cooking more. They like to bake like to make, uh, you know, nourishing, warm soups. It just kind of sounds good. You want hot chocolates, all this. So go through your spices. See what it, do you, what spices do you need? Do you need to buy some hot chocolate? <laughs> you know, uh, what is it that you want? Do you want to have things to make hot cider or hot mulled wine? Um, also, during the holidays, there's always canned food drives and, um, other food drives, you know, that are where uh, the food pantries are looking for donations for foods that are still edible. And just remember, as I had said in previous weeks, is that that date, the, you know, the eat by date or the sell by date, those are not dates that things go bad. Those are just dates that they put on there where things are going to be at the, at the best taste or the best freshness. But If it looks good and smells good and is discolored, it probably is good. You could also, if you uh, put tablecloths on for the holidays, you want to go through them. If you want to make sure they're not ripped, you want to make sure they're clean. If you need to replace any, Um, the same thing with uh, your sock drawer. I always use socks. You know, I don't know what happens to socks in the dryer, but somehow... They just get eaten. You know, how often do you put your clothes in the dryer, but you only get one sock out? And then you find it five years later, you know, tucked in somewhere. But when I only have one sock, I save that sock because it's usually really good for dusting. I put it on my hand like a mitten, and then I dust with it. So, you know, just go through things that aren't matching anymore, and maybe you'll find other uses for them. And... um, If you are going to be having guests for the holidays, it could be family, it could be friends, it just could be your kids coming home, you want to make sure that wherever they're going to stay is going to be cozy and uh, inviting. So just take a look at wherever that room or the couch or whatever it is, do you need any new throw pillows? Do you have enough blankets? How are your sheets? Are they in good condition? What about your towels? Do you have towels that are going to be for the guests? Because, you know, when we are having people around, we really do want to make sure that they are going to feel comfortable. So 
it's better to dig in right now so that you can be stress-free in the next month and a half because literally, I think from the week before Thanksgiving until a couple weeks after New Year's, people are just on the go, 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 go. And if you're traveling, you know, check your suitcases. You want to also make sure to to check the destinations where you'll be going to see what kind of health requirements they might have, as well as whether they're requiring visas or passports, um, and get everything organized. And next week, I will talk about um, preparing your emergency bag again, because it just seems every time we um, turn on the radio or our computer or television or, you know, whatever news we're listening to, there's a tragedy somewhere and don't think it can't happen to you. So we always have to be prepared. So get started now and de-stress later. And then just remember to always take some time for yourself and don't overdo it. If you are, you know, if your back starts to ache or you're feeling stressed out, I've made that mistake, as you know, so I, I don't want you to make it. Um, just take it slower and take a break. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope that you will always stay tuned to the Voice America Network, especially the Empowerment Channel. And also check out Express Yourself Teen Radio. It airs Sundays at 3 p.m. on this same network. For more information about Star Style Productions, to pick up my book, No Barnyard Bullies, or any of my other books, they're great holiday gifts, by the way, and I'll autograph them, visit CynthiaBryan.com. For information on Be The Star You Are charity, if you're feeling generous this season and you want to do good uh, because we're always helping others, you can donate to Be The Star You Are, bethestaryouare.org. I am always hoping that I am encouraging you, inspiring you, informing, amusing, and motivating you to be your best self. I do want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you're already the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And if you read a book this week, why don't you pick up No Barnyard Bullies and read it to a kid, and you'll enjoy it as well. Until we celebrate next week, we will be together here at 4 p.m. Pacific. Just remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be your unapologetically authentic self. Go out in the world, be the star you are, and please use your privilege and vote, 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 and do your homework first so that we're voting for people who are going to do a great job for not only America, but for each of us. And thank you once again. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, 
entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.